this is a big one, an opportunity to speak to recovering addicts like myself at Mainstream House out on uh, Riverhead, Long Island. And the gentleman that reached out to me, who listens to me every day, is a big fan, who runs that place, is a guy named Bobby Hartman. So, being I'm going to see Bobby for the first time tonight and get to know some of his clients, I thought it would be a good idea to bring Bobby on early on this Thursday morning. So, with that said, Bob Hartman, good morning, pal. How are you? Great morning, Sid. I'm doing great. How are you today? I'm doing well. A little uh, allergy issue, little issue with the voice, nothing that will keep me from coming to your place later on tonight. So uh, start with this. the same issue going on. Oh, you do? I think everybody does. Yes, sir. How long are you uh, sober, Bob? Um, I'm in my 21st, 22nd year uh, of wow. uh, sobriety, and you and I, I believe, know a lot of the same people where we got cleaned out in Boca. Oh, you went to Boca House, too? Well, no, I was in a place called Incentives. Oh, I know. I sure. Rehab in, uh, yep. I went to rehab at Veritas Villa, upstate New York, and yep. I went to Incentives. Yep. Yeah, so you know Steve Manko. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I know Steve Manko and Steve, uh, Steve Kennedy. I, I know the whole crew. Yep, yep. Those are good people. They still are, by the way. Absolutely. So, so tell me Absolutely. about uh, Mainstream House again out on Long Island. You reached out to me. You said, "Listen, mm-hmm. Sid, I listen to you every day. You inspire people. I guess I've inspired you. I don't know, but uh, tell me about this. Your place out on Long Island. Uh, how many clients you've got, and how folks can reach mm-hmm. out to you if, in fact, they're struggling this morning." Well, we are a 12-step structured sober living. We're not so much a rehab, we're sober living. And they can reach us at MainstreamHouse.org. They can fill out a questionnaire or they can find the number to call in. Um, And what we do uh, is we help people get back into the mainstream of life. You know, they learn, relearn, you know, living skills and sometimes learn for the first time, especially the younger people. And you'd be surprised. It's, uh, as you know, but the audience may not know, we have a wide swath of people that are professionals or, you know, they're, they're just uh, tradespeople and um, that come in because this disease affects everybody. And I have to say that what you and Larry Kudlow did yesterday, I mean, you both wear your recovery on your sleeve. And what that does is dissipates that stigma that's out there for people like you and I. You know, we come out of the shadows and it's no longer family's dirty secret. Now it's easier for people to seek help. And, you know, you have you and Larry have both great bully pulpits to uh, to uh, tell people about that. You know, I still meet my fair share of people, though, that go, Sid, I love you. But the truth is, when you were going through whatever it was, it was just weakness. I had a friend of mine. I'll keep his name out of the conversation. He said, you have the nerve to call what you've got a disease he goes, let me tell you something. My mother was a strong, healthy woman, and one day we found out she got cancer. And in less than six months, she lost 90 pounds and literally withered away and died right in front of me. You don't have a disease. You're weak. Get your crap together. Stop doing it and become a man. And I've heard that a lot over the years. And I hate arguing with these people. Well, there's an old saying, you know, if if uh, willpower could get you clean, I tell people, it says, next time you have diarrhea, try willpower on that. See how that works. And while we're arguing, you know, America, we're, we're distracted by TikTok or being distracted by seemingly fabricated racial tensions. We, we are distracted by the erosion of civility. We lose sight 
of when mostly our young people are dying from the scourge. 110,000 people died last year from opiates, heroin, fentanyl, and fentanyl in other drugs. A good friend of mine, Declan Brophy, came over from Ireland, became a teamster, retired, came to my house, was sober. Then he made a bad decision, went into the city, and bought what he thought was heroin to snort and had fentanyl on it, and he died. Boom, first day. And so we have 110,000 people dying every year. Now, <laughs> some of these major cities, they have some crazy policies. You know, they, they're allowing addicts to live on the street. They're giving them shooting up uh, uh, spots. They're, they're giving them free crack pipes. You know, they're making it easier. I don't know about you, Sid, but, you know, if people made it easier for me, I would keep using. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. We, we need to make it harder for them to use. And hopefully that'll push them to that crossroads where they hear Sid on the radio or they run into a Bobby Hartman or they hear uh, Larry Kudlow on radio or TV. And you say, wow, recovery is possible. We give them hope. You're going to give people hope tonight when you come out here to speak to our clients. 110 clients we have, men and women. Wow. And I've seen people change their lives here. Now, in, in this field that I work in, I do see tragedies. But our job is to get down in the trenches and give them hope. And, and it's between them and God. You know, no one can make you stop, Sid. No one can make me stop. It's an inside job. We have to have enough pain to say, okay, I, I see Bobby clean. I see Sid clean. Maybe he can work for me. And then I'll flip my own switch. That's when a miracle happens. I'm sure it happened with you. It certainly happened with me. No, it did. And, and look, I went to uh, two rehabs, 1995. I went to Chit Chat Farms in Warnersville, just outside of Reading, Pennsylvania. 2005, I went to Sunrise House in Lafayette, New Jersey. But I, over the years, I, you know, I struggled for the better part of 30 years. AA meetings, GA meetings, NA meetings, all of it. Larry, in fact, still goes to AA meetings, still very active with his sponsor and all that stuff. But I do remember uh, when I was in my first rehab and my daughter was only about 18 months old, and my wife had no choice but to bring her. And I remember thinking to myself, man, I can't believe this. I was a pre-med student raised in a really, really nice middle-class Jewish family, had everything I needed, and I'm 30-something years old, and my baby girl is 18 months, and she's visiting her father in a rehab with a bunch of other kids who, by the way, were like 18, 19 years old. I was so humiliated, and yet I still didn't stop that's right that's right despite despite everybody we heard around us we're so self-centered it's about me and you don't understand or i'm a victim of circumstances no i'm a victim of my own decisions and once i make the decision to take the first one <laughs> i'm relegated to take the second one and the thousandth and the hundredth one after that so um it, you know again it comes back to that inside job you know and we need to be exposed that recovery can happen. We need to bring hope. And and our families do need to come out of the shadow. I can't tell you how many people I've talked to that the families wish they did something. Well, I'm here to tell them, pick the phone up, ask for help, get a hold of an interventionist, seek some counseling of your own, go to, go to uh, um, Al-Anon meetings, find some help, but don't abandon your loved one. You know, if, if my parents... Didn't abandon me. I lost a sister 29 years ago to an overdose. I'm sorry. And for the next seven years, I cried because I couldn't help it. Well, I couldn't stay clean myself. I was going to meetings and then getting high afterwards. Yeah. 
No, I know. Someone told me, how how dare you, Bobby? How dare you think that you're a god? No one can get you clean. What do you you think you're that powerful to get her clean? And the only thing that you and I can give away, uh, Sid, is hope. That's true. You can't give anybody, you know, the, the, the willingness, only hope. No, that is true. Danielle reminds me Ava was only eight months old, and it was the second we have in New Jersey, not Boca, where she came to visit me. So uh, on the way out again, about 110 clients I'll be speaking to later on tonight. My brothers and sisters in this all-out war, which it is, and uh, this is Mainstream House on Riverhead, Long Island. And, uh, Bobby, on the way out, where exactly, once again, can people find out more about your Sober Living program and start their lives over in the right direction today? So you can go to MainstreamHouse.org, and everything is right there, the telephone number to contact us, or if they just want to fill out a, um, a form online, they can do that. And, Sid, I look forward to seeing you tonight. All the best health to you and your family, and especially a speedy recovery to your daughter. Uh, thank you very much. I appreciate that. You've been great. I've enjoyed our conversations. I'm very much looking forward to finally meeting you tonight as well. And uh, we'll do it later on tonight on Long Island. Bobby Hartman, thank you so much. Thank you, brother. My man, Bobby Hartman, Mainstream House. And I'll be there later on tonight. Always good to give back. That 12-step in the 12-step program. And if, in fact, things are going well for you, you can inspire somebody else who believes, at least at this point, that all is lost. And it is not.